Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores unique experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Today, I'm going to be sharing part two of 12 things military parents can do to help their military children. We all know parenting is a struggle sometimes, just like any other relationship. And the thing is, military parents, or at least I feel military parents are always fighting for that balance and work and home life. It's just what it is. I know a lot of parents struggle with that. It seems to be harder when it comes to military parents because we have to do a lot of mandatory things. And I know in the back of our minds, most of the time we're weighing, our kids are weighing on our mind because we're worried about them. We don't want to miss special things that are important to them, like recitals and different stuff. And for the most part, we go to those things. But like when it comes down to the wire and we have to do something that's mission sensitive, we have to miss a lot of things. And I get that. So what I'm going to share with you today, it won't be the magic pill or the 24-hour cure to make things perfect. I mean, let's be real. That that just ain't going to happen. Nothing's going to be perfect. And sometimes it's going to be complete chaos. That's life. However, though, it'll help with navigating this military life and helping out your children the best way you can. So with that, I'm going to go with number seven, do community activities. I mean, depending on where you live, I feel like there's always a beach or a park cleanup or something along that line to get involved with. You know, us military people, we have military organizations all over the place. There's like VFW, um, American Legion, Marine Corps League. Um, There's other things that I don't know right now. I can't think of the organizations, but there's, there's plenty of them that we can volunteer with and get involved with. And depending on your kid's age will depend on what type of things you get involved with. I mean, teaching your kids to serve in a community and give back, it cultivates selflessness in military children. I mean, they're already the most resilient children and coupling that with selflessness, it just makes for a more solid foundation that will carry with them for years and years to come. Don't skip out on this one. I know not a lot of people like to get outside, especially if you're like trying to be a bug-free person like myself, but I honestly, I do like to be outdoors. I just got to make sure I got a lot of bug spray and sunscreen with me. And just don't skip this one because it can be abundant time for you. Just like I said, it can be a time of teaching them to give back to their community. And also, like I said, don't don't just send them out there. Don't just drop them off. Do it with them. And don't just let them take the car if they're old enough. Do it with them and be involved. Make it a family event, depending on how many kids you got. Um, I know for us, we do a lot of things in the community with different veteran organizations. We're a part of a motorcycle club and we get out there and we give back and we volunteer with them. So that's maybe something to look into for your family. Number eight, enroll them in something like Young Marines or JROTC. I said Young Marines because I don't know any other program because I am a Marine and that was the one I always wanted to get my kids into um, and they will be soon. But this this really helps children to feel closer to their parents who are serving in the military. I mean, I know my kids are always playing Marine because that's what they know because both their parents were Marines. So they always take the little um, figurines and stuff and play Marines. That's what they call it. And a few of them have paid the sacrifice because they melted them on my lamps. But, you know, doing something like Young Marines will also help them feel closer to you. Um, My son, he's been wanting to do something like JROTC for a long time now. And we're finally about to live somewhere where they have like a 
young Marines unit or post there nearby. So he'll be doing that, him and my girl. So I'm real excited about that. Um, and I know they are because they're always trying to do stuff to make themselves feel closer to us. Now, I know not every child will want to do this. You know, it depends on the child and it depends on what the child is experiencing at home that may be very far from their mind. But it's a great way to get kids active and learning to honor and respect those who serve in the military. Um, I can say for me, when I was in JROTC, while I learned Army rank structure, I didn't understand the importance and the value until I went to the military myself. And looking back on it, there's some things that I totally would never do to colonels and sergeant first classes, you know. So, but immature child. And I was learning. So it could be something that's good to help your kid learn not only the rank structure, but respect and discipline and selflessness, like I mentioned in the when I talked about the last one. Um, you know, it's also it will create a deeper understanding as to why we do things like us military people, why we do things and who it benefits and the resources available to them and just all of us as a whole. And overall, it's just, I think it's just fun. It's something fun to do. It's something different, you know, that not the average child really gets to do. And, you know, it's socially empowering. I think it allows them to meet different people. They're already doing it as military children, you know, but getting them out there and being able to meet other different peoples and especially the older vets, depending on what they're doing, they'll get exposed to a lot of different things that'll help them and won't won't cause them to be so sheltered. And it'll help them be more open-minded. Number nine, take them to church. Now I know faith and spirituality is one of the things a lot of people shy away from, but I feel like it's very important in this life. And while I know some military parents or just parents in general shy away from the so-called church, y'all can't see my air quotes, church setting, it can be beneficial to the child and the family as a whole. I mean, I know this may be difficult to do, but don't allow your thoughts or feelings, especially if your personal experiences wasn't that great and you're, or you're just like unsure of it all, don't let that get in the way of you allowing your child to explore in this arena. I mean, not only is it a place of freedom for children, but they can learn and thrive in this environment and others, you know, and it will give them a chance to be prayed for, loved on, and it'll foster positivity and optimism. Now, I'm not just saying just, hey, it's a church over here, throw them in there. I think just like with anything else as parents, you need to make sure it's a good fit for all of you because not every church is going to fit for you, you know, and I'm not saying go there and be a member. Just go there and try it out. Maybe if they have VBS, you know, Vacation Bible School um, or some other type of camp or anything like that, that you maybe want your kid to get involved in, let them go there and try it out. They can make a decision for themselves. I mean, I know for me, I've had to kind of allow my children to be in different situations so they can make them decisions for themselves. Because if they never want to go to, let's say this church or event or whatever, Ever, ever again, they've been able to make their own decision instead of me saying, I'm not going to send y'all over there. Now, I'm not saying if you have been there and you've experienced any type of attacks or hurt or anything like that, put your kids in that situation. Obviously, use wisdom and common sense. But I'm saying if just growing up or as an adult, you maybe just don't know about church all that well, or you just are unsure or try to shy away, don't let that type of thing keep you from allowing your child to maybe explore that that area and then they can make their own decision. So number 10, surround them with positive influence influences. Now that's both children and adults. I have to be honest, y'all, it's time 
as parents that you stand up and actually be a parent rather than trying to be liked by your kids. I'm not saying you don't be friendly and loving to your kids, but teaching them what's right and wrong, guiding them, giving them positive influence. Those things are bigger than your child liking you. They're a child. They're not going to like you all the time. And especially if you have a teenager, oh, they probably won't like you at all. That's just life. That's just phases. It, it happens. It's this never ending cycle that's going to be forever and ever. Amen. So, you know, as their caregiver, provider, protector, and you know, you're their first friend. They, like I said, they may not always like you, but they'll respect you because they, you would have earned their respect. And hopefully if you're doing what you're supposed to, that'll be sooner rather than later, or it'll go a lot smoother. I should say vetting people you allow into your life and your kid's life is, it's important. It's vital actually. And sometimes you may not want to do it, but it's necessary. It's not something that can be overlooked, dismissed, whatever. I may look like a nice person, but I may be terrible with children. You have to be mindful of that. And certain stuff people do and say, if you don't want that around your kid, you have every right to say that. And the person, whoever you're trying to allow in the life of you and your children, can either respect it or they can move on. That's just life. It sucks. It's hard sometimes, but it's just stuff that you have to do. I mean, the last thing you need is for someone to be a terrible influence on them and undoing all the things you're trying to teach them and instill in them. That's the last thing you need. That's the last thing any parent need, especially military parents. So be mindful of who you're letting be around them. I know some situations you cannot control, like if they're young and they're at CDC or they're in the schools on base, whatever. Obviously, you can't control everything, but the things you can control, I think you should vet those people. Every person I worked with did not have access to my children. And if I could help it, I would never bring them to work with me. So, because some of them were a little iffy and sketchy. It didn't matter that they wore a uniform. So, I was very mindful of who I allowed to be in my kid's life. And I was very aware and used discernment in whose life I became a part of because everybody wanted to kick it and want me to be their friend, but I have to be mindful if those people are going to try to backdoor me kind of, you know, because sometimes those people outranked me, but they didn't work with me. I just met them somewhere or at a symposium or something. So I always had to be mindful of that myself. So it goes both ways. Number 11, this is a good one. It's probably my favorite one, actually. Create a back and forth journal for you and your child. As I mentioned in... Part one, not all the kids will be talking and telling you about their feelings and, you know, what they want to do, what they don't want to do, how they feel about the parents being in the military or being deployed or whatever. Not all of them are going to talk. And some of them are going to completely shut down or, you know, they're going to act out. But even when they don't know they need this, it's going to be essential. They're, they're not going to know that they need to write down unless they were already writing. That was second nature for them. But all in all, in this back and forth journal, you're writing notes to your child to let them know you love them, you care about them, you care about their feelings, and you want them to be comfortable sharing their thoughts and emotions with you. And then they write or respond to what letter that you've put in there. So they read yours and then they write what they need to write, whether it's short or long. Don't try to control this. It has to be authentic um, and you have to let it flow in order for it to work. I know that's hard for some parents, but, you know, and then when they when you get it back, you read their note and you respond 
to it or you pray pray over it, whatever you do. Um, be open to the fact that some of these things may be hard to read and they may actually hurt your feelings depending on what it is. But I want y'all to steer clear from defending why you are the way you are and why you do the things you do and validate their feelings. That don't mean you're suppressing yours. You're full of dope. Kids have to be coached in this area and they have to be coached a lot. It's heavy because I know, I know a lot of parents, if, if you're a normal parent like I am, you get tired of repeating yourself. You get tired of doing certain stuff, but I'm telling you, it's all going to benefit when you have this strong adult child. I don't have adult children yet, but it's going to benefit when you have this strong adult child who knows how to regulate their emotions, who knows how to help others do the same. And then, you know, it goes that way. My oldest is 11, but I can already see in him how he's learning how to regulate his emotions, how he's learning to write down what he's feeling, you know, instead of acting out. Now he still is a kid. So sometimes he does act out and I have to remind him, we're not going to do this. We're going to do this instead. So, and when he's having a hard time, it's like, okay, let's get this journal. Let you write down what you're feeling, write down what you would not like to feel. How can I help you? So a back and forth journal can work however you want it to work. It depends on you and your child. Um, for us, that type of thing worked, but I know seasons come and go. So as he get older, it may change a little bit and we have to be okay with that. We have to not try to control every single thing. Like I said, the things you can't control, make sure you're controlling those. Don't try to control everything because that's just a terrible situation anyway. And then the last one, number 12, become invested in their interests and hobbies. I know it's not all about you, mom and dad. It's just not. Your kids are just as important as you are. And so are their interests and hobbies. Obviously, you'll take turns doing something that each of you loves to do because, you know, sacrifice and compromise is a part of life and it's very real. And I think the younger you teach it to your children, the better off they'll be as they get older. However, you know, don't suppress the things they love because you're not interested in it or you see it as boring. Would you want them to do that? to you, you know, because kids don't really be interested in what we want to do unless they're like little and excited about everything. But you wouldn't want them to do it to you. So don't do it to them. It's it's the same. You can't expect them to just do and you not have to do the same thing for them that you're requiring of them. So the impact of a parent is huge, huge in all caps and not fully investing in, in parenting, especially considering the foo-foo of the military life is very negligent. You always want to make sure that your family knows you love and care for them because I feel like there's always that time that we as military parents are trying to make our, well not make, but let our family know that they come first to us. But the military will kind of make that difficult because they're very, the institution is very mission first driven. So with all those things I just said and just named and went over, I pray that those things help you. And like I said, it won't be the magic pill or the 24 hour fix it cure, but it will be things that will help you help your children and create a stronger family dynamic. And that's the goal here. So I hope these things help you. I hope these things give you ideas of what you can do. These were just 12 ideas that I know I've done with my three children and continue to do. Um, and so I hope it just gives you light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope it gives you a start 
starting point or launching pad to be able to help your children the best way you can because military life can be difficult. Sometimes it can be chaotic, but it can also be fun. And I don't want military parents and military children to miss out on that fun piece because everything about military life is unique. It is. And it can either be a very terrible experience the entire time, or you can create more fun times than negative times. So with that, I pray you'll just use this and help your children, which will ultimately help you. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com or connect with me on social at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome.